Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands unto the Lord, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Your love is kind. Your love is patient. You fill my heart with so much peace and joy. You're amazing. You make my life feel brand new. You're amazing. You make my life feel brand new. Sing it again. Your love is kind. Your love is patient. Your love is kind. Your love is patient. Your love is patient. You fill my heart. You fill my heart. With so much peace and joy. I find you so amazing. amazing. You make my life feel brand new. That's just what you do, my Lord. You're amazing. Lift your hands to the Lord Jesus, you love me. Jesus, you love me too much. Too much, too much, excess love. Talking about the love of Jesus. Jesus, you love me too much. Lord, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your love. Love that is difficult for us to comprehend and grasp. Yes. Love that is difficult for us to really relate the height of it, the depth of it, the length of it, the breadth of it. It is beyond what the human mind can grasp. And we thank you for the great love wherewith you have loved us. This morning, as your word comes forth, I pray that you will reveal yourself unto us again. Your will, your plans, 
your purposes concerning our lives. Give us understanding. Give us insight. Give us revelation. In Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. Give Jesus a hand clap. And you may be seated. Thank you very much. Right now, about two weeks ago, as part of our project, read reading through the Bible in one year. On one of the days, we read from the first chapter of the Song of Solomon. Now, when I was reading it, whether you understood what you were reading, because it is not a book that many people read from. And so I was wondering what you were making of expressions like uh, your love is better than wine. An expression like your name is like ointment poured forth. And Tell me, O thou whom my soul lovest. These sound like powerful raps, is that not so? And um, I want to encourage some people to improve on their raps with these scriptures. Because your raps are too obsolete. Yeah, the only sugar in my tea. Yeah, the only mosquito in my net. Please bite me, bite me, bite me. Eh? And then I love you more than Romeo loved Juliet. So there are some more powerful raps in there. So try and upgrade. Uh, tell any young man who has been trying to propose to you that please upgrade your rap, Swati. Why is everybody mentioning Hansen? <laughs> you know, perhaps if I hadn't instituted this operation, read through the Bible in one year, it's possible that you may never have read Song of Solomon. But the fact that it is included in the Bible, in the canon of scripture, it means that there is a message in it for you and I. And there are lessons for us to learn. Hallelujah. Amen. February is often referred to as the month of love. And Tuesday, I believe, is the so-called Valentine's Day. Well, I thought that I should speak to you about love today. Is it okay to talk to you about love? All right. And so I'm sharing a short sermon with you. title of it is Our Love Affair with God. Our love affair with God. Now, what is a love affair? It is simply a romantic relationship between lovers. And the word romantic means passionate. Or fervent. That's right. So that's what a love affair is. It is a romantic relationship between lovers. So let me share a few things with you about the book Song of Solomon. 
Now this book was written as the title suggests by King Solomon. Solomon was the son of King David. Who took over the kingship of the entire nation of Israel after his father David had passed. Now the story behind the song of Solomon is that at a certain time during his reign he visited the northern part of Israel and he ended up at a place called Shunem and there he met a young dark beautiful girl and he was captivated by her beauty and Solomon was somebody who doesn't waste time so immediately he organized and carried her with him back to his palace his intention was to work on her so that she would fall in love with him and you see Solomon he didn't want to have some of the problems that his father David had so if he finds and he likes he conquers so at the last count he had 300 wives and 700 concubines so if he realizes that I like you you try and organize some engagement for you and then you'll be with him and I'm sure that there are many of the so called wives and concubines whose names he did not even remember <laughs> even one is not easy to adjust to and now one thousand so he carried this young lady with him but there was a little problem the problem was that this young lady had been promised to a young man from her community she had been promised in marriage to a shepherd and she was deeply in love with this young man and this shepherd was madly in love with her so Although Solomon did his best to dazzle her with the splendor of his wealth, she would not budge. Not at all. And so he did everything that he could. He wanted to actually make her the queen of his queens. But there was nothing he did. Nothing he said. That could move this young lady. And shift her from her stand. So finally. King Solomon gave up. And returned the girl to. His right, uh, rightful owner. <laughs> but I believe that he was so much fascinated by the love that existed between this Shulamite girl and her lover boy. And out of what he saw, he composed the song of Solomon. So that is a little summary of the whole book, the Song of Solomon. There are three main characters in the story. 
King Solomon himself. The Shulamite girl. And her shepherd lover boy. Now it's also important to recognize that in the entire book song of Solomon there is no prophecy there is no promise there is no distinct message from God to us in that entire book so really there is no need to force a prophecy into that book or to try and make the song of Solomon say something that it is not supposed to say I'm saying this because sometimes we try to place our own interpretations to the things that we read in the Bible and we end up in error when we do this. And so let's accept that there's no prophecy in it. There's no promise in it. So sometimes we say that Jesus is the rose of Sharon. Uh, 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 uh. Jesus is the lily of the valley. Now, those terms that you find in Song of Solomon were in reference to the Shulamite girl. So there's no reason to force and give those names to Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And it's important to make that point. So I believe that the real purpose of this book, Song of Solomon, is to teach us valuable lessons about love Commitment and devotion. Valuable lessons on love, commitment, and devotion. Based on the love affair that existed between the Shulamite girl and her shepherd. Lover. Now, why are these lessons important to us? It is because our relationship with God is actually supposed to be a love affair. Tell your neighbor, our relationship with God must be a love affair. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, what can we learn from this young Shulamite woman and her lover? What can we learn about her love, her commitment, and devotion to her beloved? The first thing we can identify about her, and in fact about both of them, was that she really loved her young man deeply. They loved each other deeply. They loved each other intensely with a lot of passion. So if you look at Song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 from the Good News translation of the Bible this is the Shulamite girl speaking she said I sleep on my bed night after night I dreamed of the one I love if you are sitting by your husband or by your wife ask him or her when was the last time you had a dream about me and tell him or her I command you dream about me what was the last time you dreamt about King Solomon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, try and dream about him a bit, okay? So, so, so it says about this lady that I dreamt of the one I love. 
night after night. She said, I was looking for him. But couldn't find him. I went wandering through the city. Through its streets and alleys. I looked for the one I love. I looked. But couldn't find him. The sentries or the watchmen patrolling the city saw me. I asked them. Have you found my lover? But as soon as I left them, I found him. I held him and wouldn't let him go until I took him to my mother's house to the room where I was born. As to what they went to do there, I leave it to your imagination. But you see, from these words of the Shulamite woman, you can tell that she really loved her guy. And if you read through a lot of her statements in the Song of Solomon, you cannot help but see how much she really loved him. And he also loved her very deeply. So it's the first thing we notice about these two lovers. That they really loved each other deeply. Hallelujah. The second thing we, speak, we can learn from this love affair was that this Shulamite lady was very devoted to her young man. She was very devoted to her young man. She was very devoted to her boy. Song of Songs or Song of Solomon chapter 8 verse 6 to 7. New Living Translation. Song of Solomon chapter 8 verse 6 to 7. Again, it is the Shulamite lady speaking. She says, place me like a seal over your heart. Like a seal on your arm. Then she goes ahead to describe love. But she was actually trying to describe her love for the shepherd. She said, for love is as strong as death. It's jealousy as enduring as the grave. Love flashes like fire. The brightest kind of flame. Many waters cannot quench love. Nor can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with all his wealth, his offer will be utterly scorned. Now, she was referring to King Solomon <laughs> and was explaining that as he is trying to buy my love, it doesn't move me even one inch because I love this my guy and the love that I have for him is as strong as death and many waters cannot quench it and the floods cannot drown it in other words I am very devoted and committed to this guy and nothing can shift me nothing can move me all the gold in your palace all the silver in your palace all the nice food on your table I will eat the food 
But it will not change my mind. I am fully committed to this guy. So we can see about her that she was very devoted to her young man. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three. This Shulamite girl was determined not to let anybody or anything come between her and her lover. She was determined not to let anybody or anything come between her and her shepherd lover. That was the extent of her love. That I won't let anybody or anything come between us. Song of Solomon chapter 8 verse 11 to 12. Yes, Solomon, Eight. Good news translation, please. Good news translation. So she says here that Solomon has a vineyard in a place called Baal Hamon. Now Solomon na owo owo biaye bia anasi bebi e jidu edu yano ma e wo Baal Hamon. There are farmers who rent it from him. Each one pays a thousand silver coins. Then she says, Solomon is welcome to his thousand coins. Solomon, and the farmers to 200 as their share. But I have a vineyard of my own. What is she explaining? You have this. You have that. You are this. You are the king. You are very powerful. You have a lot of wealth. A lot of people respect you. A lot of people revere you. But I want you to understand that I have my own thing. And I won't let you come between me and what I have. Thank God for what you have. Thank God for what you can do. Thank God for your power. Thank God for your influence. Thank God for your wealth. But I won't allow you and the wealth that you have to take away from me what I hold precious and what is very important to me. I won't let you come between me and my love for my shepherd boy. He doesn't have a lot of things. He just have a few sheep. He doesn't live in a mansion. He doesn't live in a palace. He doesn't drive a... What car do you want to drive? Tesla. 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 He doesn't drive a Bentley. He doesn't drive... Uh, when you mention the car, may, may God cause you to drive that Tesla. car one day. Tesla. Amen. Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> Rolls Royce. Bugatti. Bugatti. Uh, eh? Escalate Ferrari. Yes, and if we can say Ferrari is here, Matis. He doesn't drive any of these cars. But it's fine with me. I like my thing like that. I accept my thing like that. And I won't allow you. you I mean, you're a nice guy. You're a nice king. When I look at your beard, like Solomon's beard, when I look at the way your hair is neatly trimmed, the nice perfume that you use, it's cool. It's nice. My beloved, no? he doesn't use perfume like that. He is just used to sheep. <laughs> Taking care of them in the in the wilderness. That, that's all he's used to. But I like my thing like that. I like my thing like that. And I won't allow anything or anybody to come between us. Tell your neighbor, what a love. What a love. And tell another person I want some. You will have some in the name of Jesus. Receive it. And then the fourth thing we learn about her is that she wasn't prepared to make compromises. She wasn't prepared to make compromises. 
Again, Song of Songs, chapter 3, verse 6 to 8. New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Song of Songs, chapter 3, verse 6 to 8. Now, this statement were made by the women in Jerusalem. And some of these women were in the king's palace. They were all fascinated by the love that this young Shulamite girl had for her lover. That she wasn't impressed by the king and what he has. Perhaps they wished that they were in her shoes. And it was difficult for them to relate with how such wealth, such affluence, such greatness is presented to you and you don't want to take it. So here they are saying something in honor of King Solomon. And to show how great he is. So they said, who is this sweeping in town from the wilderness like a cloud of smoke? Who is it? Fragrant with myrrh and frankincense and every kind of spice. So it's like before he even arrives, you can smell the perfume. Obviously, it's not tunale. Because there are two kinds of perfume. They all smell. <laughs> But one of them has a good, nice, attractive smell. The other one is a no, no, no. Did you hear the story? Of somebody who had a friend who had come around and had some perfume scent on him and it wasn't a good perfume and he was looking for a kind way to let him know that the perfume is not working at all. In trying to figure out what to tell the guy, he asked him, what is the name of the perfume that you use? He said, my perfume is called Three Kittens. Uh-huh. Three kittens. And as soon as he heard that, he realized that God had made a way for him where there seemed to be no way. So he told his friend, It seems to me that the second kitten is dead. You get a revelation. <laughs> yeah. So Solomon's fragrance was so wild that even before he appeared, you, you knew that the king was coming. Then they said, look, it is Solomon's courage. Surrounded by 60 heroic men. The best of Israel's soldiers. They are all skilled swordsmen. Experienced warriors. Each wears a sword on his thigh, ready to defend the king against an attack in the night. Now, why were they saying all these things? To send a message to this young Shulamite girl that this guy who is interested in you, he's a great guy, he's a powerful guy, he, he is a treasure. And he will do you good. You just have to accept his proposal. You just have to give in to him. And you will be settled for life. But this young girl, 
was not prepared to compromise. Hallelujah. Amen. So these are four important things that we can pick out from this young Shulamite girl and her love for her shepherd boy. Number one, she really loved her young man. Number two, she was very devoted to him. Number three, she was determined not to let anybody or anything come between them. And number four, she wasn't prepared to make compromises. So what are the lessons in here for us? And before I give you the lessons, let me remind you, in case you have forgotten, that the God you serve, he really loves us deeply. He really loves us deeply. And he loves us intensely. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. New Living Translation. The Bible says, Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. What kind of love? Oh, I didn't hear you. What kind of love? Everlasting love. It goes on and says, With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. This is describing the love of God. That deep love that God has for us. That it is everlasting. And it is unfailing. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 8. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But, God. Everybody say, but God. It says, but God showed his great love to us. God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. How is the love of God described here? Great love. Everybody say, great love. Romans 8, 38 to 39. It says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor heights nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord ladies and gentlemen God loves us deeply. I said God loves us deeply. Now because he loves us deeply he wants us to reciprocate that love. Because like the Shulamite woman and her lover God wants to have a love affair with us because he loves us deeply and when somebody loves you that deeply he's expecting a return of that love and God wants us to love him deeply also and God's expectations for our love affair with him like the Shulamite woman is that number one we also will love him deeply that you and I will also love God deeply 
that just as he loves us intensely he wants us also to love him deeply and passionately so in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 to 5 he says listen O Israel Israel. the Lord is our God the Lord alone and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength hallelujah Amen. this is God's expectation of you and I that just as I love you deeply I want to feel and experience your love as intensely as mine to love me with all your heart to love me with all your soul to love me with all your soul and that is what God is expecting of us. Number two, just like the Shulamite woman, God's expectation is that we also would be very devoted to him. We also would be very devoted to him. That means that we'd be very committed to him. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15, talking about Jesus that he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves instead they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them so God's expectation is that we will be devoted to him and be committed to him that we will live for him. Romans 14 verse 8 it says if we live it's to honor the Lord and if we die it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die we belong to the Lord. That is commitment. That is devotion. And that is what God is expecting from us. Ladies and gentlemen, we can always tell how much we love the Lord by the extent of our commitment and our devotion to Him. That reveals how deeply we love the Lord. What we are prepared to do for him. What we are prepared to give up for him. How we are prepared to give our life, our strength, our energies and everything in his service. And it is God's expectation that in our love affair with him, we will be very devoted to him. Number three, that we will determine not to allow anybody or anything to come between us and him. Luke 14 26. From the Good News Translation. Every good news translation. Jesus said this. Those who come to me cannot be my disciples unless they love me more than they love father and mother. Wife and children. Brothers and sisters. And themselves as well. In other words. You can't let anybody come between you and me. You shouldn't allow anything to come between you and me. This is what God is saying. That if we truly love him and we love him deeply and we want to have this love affair with him really then we can't allow anybody. It talks about Parents, spouses, children, siblings, even you yourself. But to the list I can add, not your boss, not your job, not your friend, not your pastor, not your church, not your political party. None of these things should be able to come between 
us and God. And if we love God deeply, like this Shulamite lady loved her boy, then this must be our determination not to allow anybody or anything to come between us and our God. And the last one, that we will not compromise our love for God. That just as the Shulamite lady was not prepared to compromise on her love for her shepherd boy, it is God's expectation of us that we will not compromise our love for God. That is to say that we will give the love that must be God's alone to him. And will not give it to anybody else. And the last scripture, First John chapter two, Johanna verse fifteen to sixteen. It said, "Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you." For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. A craving for everything we see. And pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father. But are from the world. And so the Bible is saying here that we should not compromise on our love and let anything that the world has to offer the pleasures of this world the physical things in this world achievements and possessions must never come between us and our love for God. Because it's supposed to be a love affair. And if it is real, if it is deep, we must not compromise it for anything else. So this is a love affair that God wants to have with us. And in this month of love, as all across the world, we celebrate love. I want to draw your attention once again to the love affair that God wants to have with us. That we will love him deeply. That we will be committed and devoted to him. That we will determine that we won't let anything come between us and our love for God. And that we will not compromise our love for God. Now all these things are not possible without the help of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that as we deepen our relationship with the Holy Spirit, He will help us to love God in the way that He deserves. With all our hearts, with all our souls, and with all our strength. It is a love affair. It is a love thing. And may we go deeper into it. In Jesus' mighty name. Rise to your feet and let's Hallelujah. Let us pray. We are grateful to you, Father, for loving us so much. Yes, Lord. And thank you for giving Jesus to us. Jesus. Sending him to take our place and die in our stead. Yes. This is love we've never seen before. Yes. Love that nobody has ever shown to us. Jesus. And Father, today we pray. Help us to understand that you want to have a love affair relationship with us. Yes. Help us to love you deeply and intensely. Like we see with this Shulamite lady. Holy Spirit, without you we cannot achieve this. You are the one who helps our infirmities. So please help us to be able to commit and devote ourselves thoroughly unto the Lord. We want to say we are sorry, Father, for holding out on you, from giving our love to other people, for directing our love towards other things, for reducing the quantum of our love for you, for sharing you with others. We ask, Father, that you forgive us. And we pray that as we press on, may we get deeper and deeper in our love for you. And I pray that we will understand more and more of what it means to have a love affair with you. 
Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your heart to Jesus. Let me announce to you in case you're not aware that God loves you deeply and he's expecting your love in return. But there's a very important step that you need to take. You need to surrender your heart to Jesus. That's the first thing to do in loving God. And you want to say, Pastor, can you please pray with me? I want to love Jesus because he first loved me. Can you guide me to this Jesus? Yes, I can. And wherever you are, if you need Jesus in your heart, please pray this prayer with me and say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. This morning, I give you my life. I give you my heart. Thank you for loving me. In response to your love, I love you in return. Please forgive me for staying away from you. Forgive me for all the times I rejected you. But today, I'm running to you. I'm running into your arms. Take me and make me your own. Help me to love you deeply and intensely. I thank you, Father, for all you have done for me. I pledge my allegiance to you and I will serve you and love you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.